you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for gathering us together around your word, where you speak by your spirit. We pray that you would remove distractions from our hearts and minds that uh, we would hear of your gracious love for us in Christ and to see how your generosity, how your gracious gifts would shape our work and shape our hand. And thank you for calling us unto yourself by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The verses today are familiar ones. Matthew's gospel, the parable of the vineyard workers, the parable of the vineyard owner, right? As he calls people into his vineyard for work. They're familiar words. Yeah, we always need to remember that when Jesus is saying a parable, it hasn't come out of nowhere. He didn't just start speaking it. There was something that led up to it. And just a little bit before these verses, we see where a rich young ruler has come to Jesus and says, what do I need to be in heaven? Jesus said, well, how do you read the law? And he said, well, love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, that's right, you've got it, go and do that. He said, well, how do I love my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? What does that look like? And Jesus said, well, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And there's a little more conversation that goes on there, and the man leaps away sad as he's pondering those words. And then Peter pipes up. Here's the next question that uh, leads into the parable. Peter pipes up and he says, well, Jesus, what do we get? We've given up everything. Look at these 12 guys that are following you. We've given up house and home and family. We've given up absolutely everything. What are we going to get? And that's a common question that we all wrestle with sometimes. What are we going to get? What does that look like? And Jesus answers very succinctly, and he says, you will get heaven. And all those that believe in my name, they're going to get heaven. God's grace and mercy, God's forgiveness, that's what you're going to get. And he says, here's what it looks like. Here's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. It looks like a vineyard owner. Now, let's bring this into real time a little bit. It looks like a vineyard owner with a few vines sitting outside his front door, and he texts in the middle of the week and says, hey, I need some hands in this vineyard. I need some hands coming to come clip these grapes off so that we can get it down to the winery and get uh, the fruit over to where it needs to be so it can be uh, fermented and bottled and, and produced into this fine wine for people to enjoy. But the vines, they need to be picked. And so I get this text in the middle of the week, and I'm excited about it, right? Saturday morning comes along, and, and he says, we're going to start, and it's dark. You've got to get there early. Before the sun rises, you better show up. If you want to get the work done, we need time. And so it got there nice and early. In fact, I was the first one there. I was pretty happy about that, thinking, wow, I, I know what's coming ahead. I know what the day's wages are. I know that there's lunch at the end, some smoked pulled pork made by some very gifted hands within our congregation, and I know what's ahead of me. And so I wanted to get there early. I wanted to get my work in. I wanted to get my work done. Now, to be honest, there was a whole lot of work being done before I got there. You see, there was already breakfast prepared. There was already coffee out. There was work being done by the family in preparation for me even getting there. I had to realize, too, that I was called into work, and I may have been one of the first ones there to work, 
but I was still called from nothing. I had no work before that. So called into work, and there were others that showed up throughout the morning, and they got to enjoy some of that same breakfast. You know, I may have gotten a little bit more because I was there early, uh, and but nonetheless, there were others that came in and showed up, and they did their hard work. And then there were others that even later in the day, as the last grapes were getting cut from the vines, people were still showing up. And I started to wonder, are they going to get the same lunch? Are they going to get to enjoy the same thing? They haven't had to fight the yellow jackets or slide the bins across the ground. They haven't had to do any of that yet. Yet they're still called by the vineyard owner. But are they going to get to enjoy that same lunch? Are they going to get the same day's wages? doesn't seem right. But they weren't my wages to give either. But it's something we wrestle with every now and then. See, because we left that vineyard. We all ended up sitting around the same table. We all ended up getting the same lunch. And then on top of that, the winery owner, the guy who would take these grapes and turn them into a beautiful wine, starts handing out bottles, handing them out to every single person that had come to that lunch. He didn't know who would come late or who would come early. He just starts handing them out from the last people that were there until the first people that were just coming off the sorting table. He's handing out bottles. The graciousness of that guy. And you still have to fight feelings every now and then going, wait, 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 you don't even know what they did or what they didn't do. But he's still graciously handing out these gifts. And I think we wrestle with that in the church sometimes. You know, there are those that have been in God's family since before they could talk. I mean, they were barely even breathing for eight days, baptized and called into the family, and their entire life has been shaped by God's love and His grace and His forgiveness. Their entire life in and amongst these things. What are they going to get when the day comes that God calls them unto Himself? Forgiveness. Life with Him. And rightly so. A whole life in and amongst that. Now there's others. They might be lying on their deathbed, having given Christianity a second thought, and they've been wrestling with it now that their mortality faces them, and they're sitting with labored breath, wondering what is going to come next. What are they going to get? The soft voice speaks into their ear of the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness that God has for them in Jesus. And they get all of it. Same as the one who was baptized as an infant. Same as the one that had worked in the church throughout their whole life. They get the same thing. The same love. The same gracious gift. The same bottle of wine. The same lunch. The same day's wages of forgiveness. And it doesn't make sense. But who are we to look at God and say, you can't give out your gracious gifts that way, God? He looks at us and says, look, it's all mine to begin with. Whether you were called early, whether you were called late, whether you were brought into the family at the very last moment or before the sun had even risen, you were called from nothing. You were called out of your sin. You were called out of a life of not being in God's family into being in God's family. God's gracious gift given when he chooses to give them, when he calls people unto himself, when he has called you unto him to say, look of my gracious gifts I have for you, a life eternally with me, sitting around a table 
with smoked pulled pork, most likely, because it was delicious, and a bottle of wine that is absolutely perfect, and a relationship that is absolutely perfect, where pride doesn't even come into the question anymore, and wondering what we get doesn't even come into the question anymore, because we know that all that we're given comes from the hand of God. Man, if that would just shape a little bit of what we do now. And don't get me wrong, it does. I see it happen within your lives. I see it happen within this church. Ways in which people take care of one another because they know they have been so taken care of by God that it doesn't even come into their mind anymore about what they're giving up or what they're going to get. They just know that somebody else is in need. They know that they need to love the least who are among them. Sometimes that happens within the four walls of your house, and sometimes that happens within the four walls of your workplace, and sometimes that happens within the community or the world. And that kind of love is mind-blowing. That kind of love is so outside of what we would normally think of when we don't see it come from God first. But God has loved you. Whether He called you into His vineyard early, or late. He's got the same day's wages for you. Forgiveness. And all that Christ has won for you. Paid out in full. Forgiveness of sins. And we look forward to that lunch. And that bottle of wine coming up ahead. Where we get to sit with Christ at the table. Amongst his generous gifts, in his generous presence, in his grace and mercy that shapes every single day of eternity. And I look forward to that lunch to sit with you. God bless you and keep you in his grace and mercy. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have poured out within our lives now as we look forward to that time ahead where we sit with you. Pray that by your spirit you would guide us each day. Let us be so shaped by your love that it overflows into the lives of those that you bring into our presence, that we would care for them with the love you have cared for us with. Be with us in this day and in the coming days and weeks to see where your forgiveness needs to be spoken and that you would give us the courage to speak it and to take care of the least who need the most. They need your love, Father. In your Son Jesus' name we pray.